it's cold in here. Must be time for a cold opening. <laughs> it's the second time this. It's still equally <laughs> What movie did the following quotes come from? Let's hear it. Yeah, well, bad things happen to people who kill their family with a hammer. I'll give you a hint. Jim Carrey. The cable guy? No. The mask. Nope. Think like dark humour. Ah, uh, number 23. <laughs> That's not comedy at all. <laughs> dark humour. Dumb and Dumb is kind of dark humour. I'll give humor. you Renee Zellweger. Oh, me, myself, and Irene. Yeah, yeah. Ding, ding, ding from 2000. That's a good movie. I haven't seen right? it in a long time. When he's like pissing all over the wall because <laughs> he can't control his thing imaging. Oh, dear. Irene, did we have sex last night? Yeah, that's the quote. That's the quote. Okay, this next quote. Actually, I don't think it is. It was like, why am I peeing like we had sex or something like yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> that should be in here. <laughs> God damn it. Who's the author of this shit? All right. Next. Hey, psycho, it's over. Now please get out of my Van Halen t-shirt before you jinx the band and they break up. That would have to be the wedding singer. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It my is from the wedding singer, 1998. Is when he's retelling that to like Billy Idol and everyone else on the plane. <laughs> and he's like, oh man. <laughs> all right, let's go one more. Uh, this is one more, all right? Ready? Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Jurassic Park. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. 1993. Boom. Again, quotes from, frankly, my dear, and frankly, my dear, you are welcome. In a world where podcast is spelt with two T's, unlikely heroes, Jade and MJK, come together to talk about stuff and try to get sponsors for their weekly show. This is Not Another Podcast. Eww, <laughs> called me dear. <laughs> I really did. I blame the book. It set me up there. But guess who's back? Back again. Shade is back. Like some men. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we're podcasters rub and not rappers. Back, rub my back. Rub my back. Oh, we've no, really uh, gone no, weird Al Yankovic no. here, haven't we? No, I think at the end of that record, he's doing an impression of somebody mm. mocking himself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's like, Shady's back. Tell uh-huh. some men. Oh. Rub my back. Rub my <laughs> that back. That does sound familiar, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the last yes, he's back. outro. I think it's just titled outro. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, well, props to uh, Marshall Mathers, Eminem, Slim Shady. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, the names he goes by. Dang, Marshall a, Mathers, did I say that? Yeah, you did. Shit. One, said it twice now. <laughs> one six, te- or technically one twelfth of D12. There you go. <laughs> or two. There's yeah, not even 12 Two twelfths. You know yeah, what? I know, but they had their, like, you know, because it was like mm. Eminem, aka Slim Shady. Mm-hmm. And then I forget the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was Rabbit? No, no, no. There was oh. Bizarre, Conniver, Con Artist, Swifty McVeigh. Or oh, actually, his name was Swifty. I think he was AKA Swifty McVeigh. And then the one that died. Proof. There you go. Proof. That's the one. Right. Gotcha. Well, there you go. Did you want to kick us off with things you've watched recently? Sure. Do you have a rewatch list again like last time? What do you mean? Well, last time you listed a whole bunch of films you'd rewatched, and then you spent a little more time mentioning things you'd watched for the first time. Well, there's only a couple of things I've seen for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'll get to at the, the end, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Save the best uh, for last. But uh, Free Willy, 
It's just what? been recently up on uh, Netflix. Right. So I watched that. I watched that a lot in my childhood. So that was a fun rewatch. Speaking of rewatches, I watched Three Ninjas Kick Back. Huh? Yeah. Another kid's movie. Terrible. Yeah. But I related so much to these three goons who were in a band who were like hired by some wealthy Japanese businessman to like steal some stuff and then kidnap the kids. Not because I kidnap kids, <laughs> but because they're all just, their humor was hilarious. I uh, rewatched Goodfellas, uh, Last Action Hero, The Classic. Other Guys, and for the first time I watched Unfinished Business with Vince Vaughn. Also oh, yeah. has Dave Franco in it. Yep. Good watch. Has a terrible review on IMDb, but I laughed out loud a couple of times. It's it's a very like normal movie. What is the quote that you came in and quoted from the other guys just a couple of nights ago? Oh, the uh, <laughs> speaking of quotes from our cold opening, <laughs> Michael Keaton. He's accidentally, but I think on purpose, doing TLC quotes. Like, mm. Hey, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> Stick to the rivers and the lakes. And, and then Will Ferrell's like, you know you're doing it right. He's like, doing what? And then later on he's like, hey, no scrubs. <laughs> and we saw that come full circle again with like the latest Umbrella Academy. And that might have been what yeah. is kind of all happening at the same time. Yeah, because uh, Klaus was saying, mm. don't go chase some waterfalls and then started singing. Brilliant. Um, and I watched for the first time... The Babysitter. Oh, yes. Yep. I have also seen that, funnily yes. enough, because I'm not totally into horrors these, day, these days. Yeah. It's a strange movie, but mm-hmm. still entertaining. Our Australian mm-hmm. friend, yeah. Samara Weaving, was in it. Represent. So, and again, I think she's definitely my favorite Australian actor, actress at the moment. Shit. So, yeah. That's a huge accolade because, yeah. you know, Guy Pearce, Eric That's Banner, right. Yeah. Some pretty big names. Uh and I watched a movie called Mum and Dad for the first time. Have you heard of it? Do you remember the movie Crank with Jason Statham? Yes. Do you know you know how silly that movie was? I think so, yeah. Okay, so that movie, the concept was a guy basically had a bomb in his chest in place of his heart. Oh, <laughs> oh God, yes. Yeah, uh, silly situation. This movie was some kind of chemical warfare or something mm-hmm. set off parents to instead of instinctively want to protect their children to kill them. Right. Fun concept. Yep. Stupid fucking movie. Who's the lead? Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) As soon as you say that, I'm like, (laughs) B-grade. What year was it released? Uh, A couple of years back. Shit. Mom and Dad. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I have seen that. It might have had a different title. I don't know if I said it. uh, But yeah, the reason I brought up Crank is because the writer of that Mm -hmm. did that. Um, And he also did the TV show Happy, which is like the Uh, best representation of him. But he does other shit like that which is again good concept but not the best Mm. what else let's have a look see here and because of the our topic we have this eve i rewatched 40 year old virgin and knocked up because they're judd apatow joints that's right and uh i'll stick to a statement i will be making later which you'll be like what because that's what you say and how you say it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've noticed when I listen back, I'm like, God damn it, Jade. And uh, I've uh, been listening to some good podcasts lately. Joe Rogan had Oliver Stone as a guest. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fucking fascinating listening to that guy. Now mm-hmm. I want to read his memoir. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, get a copy of that. Yeah, it would be good. Um, and he also had a Fight Companion episode with Joey Diaz where he tells a lovely story. About when he was a kid and how his mum basically beat him up in a fancy restaurant bathroom because she was trying to give him medicine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's a sickly uh-huh. child. She's like, take the fucking <laughs> Bang, bang, boom. Yeah, Joey Diaz is hilarious. Uh, 
And I've started rewatching that 70s show. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, you were Laura Preppen. Yeah, she's uh, one fine human. It's really funny because in the first episode, they set up the Eric and Donna dynamic. Yes. Which is great. Endgame. And they kind of do like a, they're pretending to be like a married old couple. Oh. He puts his arm around her and goes, oh, oh bless. yeah, Kelso and Jackie, you can't leave those kids alone for a second. Oh, yeah. And then um, he says to Donna, my sister says we shouldn't be left alone. And she goes, well, we're alone now. And they kind of have an awkward moment. Oh. And he says something along of, you know, like, oh, but, you know, we've been friends forever mm. or whatever. And she's like, <laughs> Eric. I've known you since we were four years old. You could have had me then. And he's <laughs> like, oh, if only I knew. I do remember watching that back in the day and really shipping those two going, oh, I really want them together. And just little moments where the hands would almost be touching as they're leaning on the pergola in mm. one episode. I'm like, oh, make it happen. Make yeah, it happen. They're literally hand, hand in yeah. hand. Yeah. Little pinkies touching. And that motherfucker hired, man. He's always trying to cut his lunch. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm that pretty sure. They, head pretty sure they wrap that up within the first two seasons they probably got feed, feedback from the network and or audiences like so-called friend and then he becomes mm. my favorite character <laughs> the transformation is uncanny oh that's that's it for me oh. bye everybody oh he's out it's just me for the next 40 minutes <laughs> i'll just be providing white noise and when i'm looking for like a response everything is going to sound like a rhetorical question <laughs> <laughs> to retort did you have anything you wanted to ask me hey jade mm. You think you're going to catch a cold with that hair? <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm nice and toasty in my hoodie. All right, cool. Hey, what did you watch oh. and or read and or taste? <laughs> it's a different podcast, my you, friend. You might be licking books. I don't know what you do. I smell books. <laughs> hey, sometimes you gotta. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this going? Hey, sometimes you gotta. Oh, my God. Okay, well, my list is much shorter than uh, last week in episode one um, because we we're back at school and I had the luxury of school holidays previously and that allowed me to chip away at a few more things. But I definitely find you watch a lot more movies. I watch a lot more TV shows. This is true. And I've talk- spoken to year 12 before who's like, yeah, I just don't watch TV because it takes- consumes so much of my time. I like my hour and a half, two hour movie mm-hmm. and I'm done and I can move on. But speaking of TV shows, I finished season three of The Sinner, the Netflix Origi. How was that with your boy from... Yeah, Matt Bomer is this season's Blue protagonist. Blue collar, is that his show? Uh, white collar, white yeah. White <clears throat> um, he, He's good in it. Again, like, not as bad as season two. It was kind of long-winded, whereas season one is just the standout with Jessica Bill. It's like season two is a bit of a cult and this one's a bit more like a prophecy of some sort. You're like, oh, am I buying into this? Where season one's opening scene is fucking Jessica Biel stabbing some man several times yeah, in that. front of everyone on the beach. You're like, this is what it is. But okay, how did we get to this point and how does she not know who he is but acts so violently? To that dope Big Black Delta song, Hugging and yeah, Kissing. Yeah, the, the intrigue there is much more real for me than the other two seasons. So I got through, I persevered, but... Yeah, would I watch a season four? It would depend who's in it and what the storyline's based around, why, why they're killing people, this sort of thing. So uh, I haven't heard anything about a season four. It does well. Many people watch it. Um, so watch this space. I replayed Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider on PS4. I'd previously played it on Xbox One, but as I had said, 
NBA 2K20 and Tomb Raider were free last month on PS Plus. So I downloaded those and I finished Tomb Raider within the last week, last five days of school holidays. <laughs> I was like, quick, get it in before school goes back. Um, so that was a fun replay. It was much quicker replay because I sort of knew what I was angling to do mm-hmm. and didn't look around at too much of the collectibles. And it's so much more fun because it's on PS4. That's right. None of that dirty X-Bone shit. <laughs> X-Bone. Yeah. Fuck that. I watched the movie. I think it's the only movie on my list. Yes, it is. Uh, Long Shot with Charlize Theron and Charlize Seth Rogen. Theron. Charlize Theron. Can't remember if Seth wrote anything oh, to it, but it was yeah. like a rom-com type of movie. Yeah, which is why I probably will never watch it. Yeah. Less. It's on Netflix and I've had a few cans. So I'll be like, I'll give it a yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, It actually does have some genuine laughs in it. Ice Cube's son's in it. He's his best friend. So they have Shay some, Jackson yeah, Jr. I they think. have some cool dynamics, him and Seth, and there's a couple of funny, funny arguments that are worth watching just for that. Um, so just, I got a kick out of it. Me What'd saying say? O'Shea Jackson mm-hmm. just reminded me of when Ice Cube was on Graham Norton. And he goes, yes. you're Irish, aren't you, Cube? And he goes, I'm Irish? And he's like, your name's O'Shea. And oh. Kevin Hart's there and he's like just clowning him. <laughs> <laughs> it was a setup. It was a setup. Oh, dear. So, yeah, I... Um, yeah, I got through that and enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, the Boys Club and I finished Diablo 3, the four of us playing on PS4 there. So that has four acts. And now we're just working through the X-Pack next weekend. Isn't the game like Diablo... It's been out for ages. Well, I was going to say the... the that franchise. franchise. Yeah, yeah like 100%. Since the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. It has been around a long time. Do you like, remember Nick King from primary school? Yeah. Yeah. He'd, al- he'd always mm. be like, yeah, go get him and play Diablo. Oh. <laughs> can only imagine. Oh, my God. He was ahead of our time, obviously. Yeah, clearly. Um, and he so played you, it on a computer. I was like, dude, oh, get yourself that's, a PlayStation, that's real nerd level yeah. right there. Ooh, watch out. But, um, yeah, I'd only played three quarters of the first act a few years ago. So it was good to get back to it, start from scratch, and see it all the way through. Right on. I finished uh, Matthew Riley's Scarecrow, which is book three of the Scarecrow series then straight after that i read the novella which is set straight after scarecrow there's only just over 100 pages so i smashed that out in a couple of days so i finished two matthew matthew riley books and now i'm on to the last one scarecrow and the army of thieves i finished season one of warrior nun a netflix original <laughs> the trailer had me at warrior nun <laughs> it was a much slower paced uh drama action <clears throat> than what i'd anticipated so the trailer um, lied to you the trailer was it lied it hammed it up and it ended with a mass cliffhanger i'm not sure if there's a season two and i'm like would i go back and rewatch it because i just don't have the connections to all the r- religious background stuff and the pope and the vatican and all that sort of knowledge is not sort of my thing so i was really just looking for the action there were some good moments but yeah, I kind of drifted away from it. So watch this space whether I watch season two. But one show that I do love from start to finish, I finished season Friends. two. Oh, you nailed it. Now nah, this is next. Season two of LA's Finest. All right. Jessica Albert and Gabrielle Holy Union. Shit. How many episodes are in season two? Ten. Oh, okay. That they all got it. released you, at once. I was going to say, because you were flying through that. Yeah, movie. I watched four on Sunday. Just to like, finish it and be able to talk about it what today. What was that line that she said? Popped you good? Oh, mate. Something about needing a beer and a blunt or something? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. 
that's exactly the line. She's like, oh man, I need a beer and a blunt. And it's just because it's Jessica Alba saying it as well. Yeah, well, it made me laugh even more so because I'm like, she can say that because that shit's legal in California. She has some great, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. This is obviously where it's said and it, I've explained it before, but it is a bit of a spin-off from Bad Boys because Gabrielle Union's character is Marcus's sister and that's how they can tie it all in. So you get the action of Bad Boys, but you get your cop formula TV show, although I mentioned to you the the <clears throat> bigger crimes run throughout all of the episodes. It's not episodic, which you said is a good thing, kind of like what we get with Rookie and things, although also, that's more episodic a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it kind of has to be with 20-something episodes. Yeah. You come back to oh, stuff a lot. You can't draw it out that long. But if you had like 10 episodes, and like you said, the, each episode kind of runs into the other. Like Correct. It's not necessarily Literally a straight up. but it's like smack It'll the end, and then the next one's starting straight up from that yeah. exact moment in a lot of cases. Uh, except for when it isn't because it's trying to throw you a little bit. So you get the action of the movies and you get those funny one-liners, so the humour of the movies, um, the great banter between the two partners. As, uh, Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba are one set of detectives and then they have a male male counterparts who also pair up and do things and they're funny together as well. So it's just a very easy watch. I enjoy it immensely <clears throat> and I have to keep an eye out for season three to see what happens. Righteous. Stop. Love the Pixies. Where is my mind? First heard this while watching Fight Club. Fight Club? Yes. Nice. Our boy, David Fincher. Shout out. Well, your boy. He's your favorite director. Oh, right? he is. He's one of my faves, that's for sure. Didn't he direct um, Social Network? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's where he lost his uh, credibility as an auteur, being very, like, distinctly Fincher each time you watched it. That and... Uh, did he do Benjamin Button as well? I don't I think. Know. Yeah, something random like that on the side. So, anyway, that well, the Pixies are taking us into some Hollywood news, and I thought I'd start by uh, reading through what's in the top ten on Australian Netflix this week, um, and we can talk about whether we recommend it, whether we're going to watch it or not. Because number one is a br- Umbrella Academy. Whoa, which whoa, is... whoa. You going one to ten? Oh, we... you want me to go back? Yeah, well, it's sort of too late now. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, oh, we'll pretend. We'll pretend we like, oh, what? Yeah, sick. All right. All right yeah, number yeah, yeah. ten, I like it, is it's okay not to be okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> never heard of it, but now we have. Okay, it's weekly up. episodes, See, so it's a TV show. Could you imagine if we finished on that? Exactly. Right? Yeah, Shit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Eagle Eye, number nine. Is that the movie clicking Shana on Buff? it? Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. So that's obviously new to Netflix. Little Fockers, number eight. And the picture is Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> it's really appealing to me here. Number seven, Talladega Nights. Yeah, I, I will admit I watched that the night it came up. Oh, on, damn. It came up on Saturday, I think. So these are obviously new to the flicks. Number six, The movie. Grinch, the animated one oh, yeah, from I've a couple of years episodes. ago. Yeah, yeah. Number five, Inside the World's Toughest Prisons, new episodes. So it's a TV series. I've heard people 
talking about it. Apparently, it's a brutal. Good. Number four, cursed. Cursed. The female King Arthur concept. Oh, is medieval the Australian concept? broad from yes, that show from you don't Stranger- like? No, Stranger Things. Wow. From 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. Yes. As Scusi was saying, it's actually really good, better than he an- anticipated. Scusi's got like a weird style though, yeah, so yeah, I can't yeah. advocate that. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Scusi. <laughs> yeah, we man out. <laughs> Number three, The Kissing Booth 2. The sequel. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a kissing group <laughs> one. There was. It blew up. It was quite popular on the flicks. So they got a sequel pretty quickly and easily. Uh, number two, there are new episodes up of Good Girls. I think it's season four now. Fuck. So, yeah, I got a message from my mate Andy in Melbourne mm-hmm. who sent me a screenshot of like a, a Mexican dude with a massive beard and right? face tats. He's like, bro, you're in Good Girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's obviously got uh, Christina Hendricks in it from Mad Men fame. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the chick from Parks and Recreation. Yeah, I think her name Treat is yourself. Loretta. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is. And then the white girl that was in Arrested Development and uh, <clears throat> what else was she in? She was in oh, Scott she's Pilgrim got a as well. Look, yeah, Scott Pilgrim. As yeah. one of the ex-boyfriends. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> and number one, oh, you'll never believe it. Uh, I actually forgot for a split second. <laughs> is Umbrella Academy. Good Season two started airing as of Friday. So it's been up for a few days and hit number one pretty quickly, which is not much of a surprise to us. We are six episodes down. And spoiler alert, that'll be our topic for episode three. It will. So it might even still be in the top ten at that point. So I we'll sure see what happens. I hope so, because it's a good show. Now, another thing that's happened since the last time we recorded is the Emmys released their 2020 nominations. Obviously, they happen usually every September and they're... Um, strictly for TV shows and TV actors. Um, It will be – it's still meant to be hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, but it's going to be something virtual because obviously the US is still not quite right. So just a quick question. Mm. Emmys is just TV, Globes are TV and movies, and Oscars are exclusively movies. Yeah, correct. Very good. Yeah, you're the – And the the SAG Awards, which is for Gen 1, that's both TV and film. Well, anybody in the Screen Actors Guild. That's right. But – Netflix uh, blew up with their number of nominations, 160 nominations across all of the categories. Because in some categories, you might have two or three Netflix shows or actors or whatever. The most of any network or streamer. Um, So Netflix, Ozark and HBO Succession. Now, this is a show I hadn't heard of prior to the, the nominations, but Succession has quite a few nods for the night. But they led... The drama categories with eighteen nominations each. Succession. And Amazon. How do you even spell that? I want to look it up. Yeah, S U double C, E double S I O N. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is Amazon Prime's show, dominated the comedy side with twenty nods, which has um, Evan Rachel Wood's doppelganger in it. Um, however, HBO's Watchmen landed the most nominations of any series, securing 26 nods for the Regina King-led show. And this was a show we didn't even get through. <laughs> yeah, it was, we didn't finish watching. It was quite slow. And they've changed it from series to limited series as well because it didn't get picked up for a second right. season. Right. Yeah. Um, so I really wanted to finish that show, but like you said. Yeah, it, it, was, it, it was hard work it was. for me. Like Me too, and I love that oh, shit. Oh, wow, okay. Damn. But nominated for Best Drama Series, Better Call Saul. Didn't even realise that was still going. It's the spin-off of Breaking Bad. The Crown, oh, which yeah. is tagged as Netflix. Yep. The Handmaid's Tale, 
Hulu, Killing Eve, BBC America, The Mandalorian, Disney Plus, Ozark, Netflix, Stranger Things, Netflix, Succession, HBO. Mandalorian definitely got nominated because of Bill Burr. <laughs> now, Succession, I have and he's heard 100% of serious. because oh, okay. uh, podcast set back away, isn't it? Maybe, but I've just heard that it's just like, yo, Macaulay Culkin's brother, and he is in it, Kieran McCulkin. They're all like, yeah, he's really good in it. Brian Cox. Uh, I've never heard of this broad. Kim Abbas, mm. she is the first name off the rank of cast, so she must be... <clears throat> must be the lead must or be top build. Marsha Roy. Mm-hmm. And it must be the Roy family because it says in the synopsis here, Succession follows a dysfunctional American global media family. Okay. Mm, so. It's the Kardashians of the time. <laughs> global media. Global media is not social media. I... I I digress. Every family has its traditions is the tagline. Oh, okay. Yep. Interesting. Um, and as well as Netflix having a majority of the nods, 160, we just said, it's ridiculous. Um, in Emmy history, we have the most black ac- actors and cast members nominated ever, which comes after a very uh, whitewashed Oscars. Um, although in terms of actors, it was whitewashed, but a lot of um, – People from different backgrounds won for like directing with obviously um, Parasita. Parasite, yes. Um, and lots of other, and women as well won quite a few on the night. I think maybe it was the Golden Globes yeah, that were whitewashed. Whitewashed. Mm-hmm. What's up? Now, in terms of uh, comedy series, Kirby Enthusiasm, HBO, Dead to Me, Netflix. What's up? Not to mention Kirby Enthusiasm back, so it's good to see their. Mm. Back and back in form. The Good Place, which is on Netflix, but it's actually NBC. Insecure, The Kaminsky Method, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Shit's Creek, which went into its final season and blew up, so it doesn't surprise me. And What We Do in the Shadows, which is Taka Watiti. So I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Limited series includes two shows that I watch and rave about Little Fires Everywhere and Unbelievable with Tony Collette. And Watchmen's in that as well. Now let's just scroll down here. Oh. Bateman, Brown, Carell, and Jeremy Strong get votes for lead actor in drama series and lead oh, actress. That, I'm for yeah, yeah. Yep. Lead actress in a drama series, Jennifer Aniston, The Morning Show, Which Apple one's she TV. Again? Was she on what, like uh, Veronica's Closet or something? Yeah. <laughs> no, Jesse. <laughs> um, she's up against Olivia Coleman, the Oscar winner. She stars in the latest stuff of The Crown. Who the fuck, Olivia Coleman? You would know if you saw her from The Crown and she was in what is she that the, period piece with Rachel Vice and Emma Stone that she won the Oscar for. Is she the lady who plays English actress. The, the Crown Lady? Mm. Okay. The main lady, her face is on the poster. Jodie Comer, who we love from Killing Eve. Laura Linney from Ozark. Sandra O oh goes up against Jodie Comer for Killing Eve also, which was BBC America slash AMC. And Zendaya for Euphoria, which is another show I got into recently and spoke about in the last ep. Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. So she's blowing up. Um, so, yeah, these are set for, I think, September. Um, she thinks. I th- I'm pretty sure it's usually September, but I don't know what it's going to look like because obviously the last couple of Oscars haven't had hosts. Um, I'm looking forward to the Golden Globes in January because we get Tina Fey and Amy Poehler back and, like, they're the, the bee's knees of – hosting those sorts of shows so one can only wait to see what happens with that and uh, my fingers are crossed for my pal 
my friend Jennifer Aniston, but she's got some stiff competition, so only time will tell what happens there. If I could vote, I could, I would, but I'm not, you know. Yeah, but you're biased. <laughs> you're literally saying <laughs> this bitch needs but I know, to win because I'm awful. But Jodie would get votes. Would she? Mm, and Zendaya, actually. That's, like, that's, that's a good category, that one. I like it. So, as they all say, it's just an honour to be nominated. Well, they're all lying. They <laughs> want to win. <laughs> Should have planned the music a little better there, but... That's Kid Cudi's uh, Pursuit of Happiness, which is taking us into our topic for this week, which is King of Staten Island. Have you seen it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> you should watch it, because this is, the, uh, this is the, the quote that I, that I said will shock you. It's Judd Apatow's best work. You did say this last, last recording. I was like, what? Like legit, and again after rewatching. Because then you're like, hang on, wait, first I just need to check what's on his list before I make that <laughs> statement. Hence why you've gone back and watched Forty Year Old Virgin and Knocked Up, Knocked Up, just quietly. Catherine Heigl yep. not as bad as I remember in that. Actually, no, she was she's quite okay. Good. She's bearable in that. Just in reality, she's less exciting. And she's easy on the eye in that film as well. Uh, right. But that movie is just straight up garbage. I remember Knocked hating up. it. Yeah, mm. it's so bad. Like the main story is obviously he knocks up a broad he just met. Yeah. And then... We've f- talked about the movie poster before too. Yeah, yes, yeah. we have. And in the last 20 minutes or so, they go into like a little side story with Leslie Mann and Paul Rudd about how he just disappears and goes, does fa- fantasy baseball and went and saw Spider-Man 3 without <laughs> her. And she's like, I wanted to see And Spider-Man Leslie Mann too. is John Apatow's wife. Yeah, and I'm also like, this has literally nothing to do and you don't care about them at all in the movie and you're not invested in it. And mm-hmm. I just, there's a few half-decent moments with like Jonah Hill. And, yes, that's right. That's uh, when he was sort of coming up and appearing in a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin still holds up. Again, there's a f- few parts in it where it's just nonsense and you're like, Wrap it up. Yeah. You know, it's only a two hour movie and you're mm. like, well, come on, let's go. We can get get it done sooner. Let's Whereas go. Whereas the actual thing we're talking about here, King of Staten Island, is two hours and 15 minutes of just really good movie. It's right. uh, loosely based on Pete Davidson's life. That's right. Who uh, grew up in Staten Island, if mm-hmm. that doesn't translate to the title. <laughs> um, his father passed away in the day of 9 11 with the Twin Towers oh, situation. Shit. He was a yeah. fireman. Oh, um, but they didn't put that in the movie oh. for obvious reasons. They were just like, it's, it's just a bit dark and we're trying to keep take it Take away light. from the, you know, the story as yep. well, where it's, then you're doing a whole bit. So he, they kept it that he was still a fireman and uh, mm-hmm. his struggles with mental health right. and dealing with that kind of shit. Yep. Uh, so he's, yeah, he's an amateur tattoo artist and he's garbage at it. Mm. <laughs> That's all he wants to do with his <laughs> life. Um, and uh, Bill Burr, who's brilliant in it, is your boy, the dude who's dating his mom, which is Marissa Tomei, and she's great. Oh, in it. wow, that's cool. And he basically kind of brings in a new regime of like, you got to be more responsible, this mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, much of the movie is the conflict between them, and right. they're basically fighting over How his mother. How old is Pete Davidson meant to be in this? 24, I think. Okay, yeah. And his sister's just gone away to college, he's got a strange relationship with her. Is she's, that played by anyone that we know? That would be Maud Apatow. 
Oh, the the daughter yeah. that's in Euphoria. Yeah. I was going to bring her up. Yeah, another little connection. She's really fucking good in it. Too. I really like her in Euphoria. Yeah. She's not in it much to begin with, and then she pops up more and more. And I'm like, oh, she's cool. Right. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's the younger sister, but she's kind of has the responsibility of the older sister because uh-huh. Pete Davidson's such a fuck up. Yeah. His friends are fuck ups. Uh huh. Um, the banter between them is a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, yeah, I think it. It literally is Judd Apatow's best movie. It's got Steve Buscemi in it. Nice. Yeah, it is a good cast. It's really good. It's just really good. This is on Amazon Prime. If you're looking to access it, you still have to pay at this point to yeah, see Am- it. Amazon Prime, and I think it's their home video service, which means right. you do have to pay yeah. for it. But that's And it's on a whole bunch of other shit, Apple mm-hmm. TV. Oh, yes, yeah. There's a lot of streaming to that as well at the moment with yeah. the cinemas out. No, I don't really know what else to say. I just really enjoyed the fucking movie. You've seen it a couple of times now, Yeah, right? well, the first time I watched it, I watched it with my old, old housemate, mm-hmm. and it took us six hours to watch it because <laughs> we hadn't really had one-on-one time in a long time, so we just kept chatting. And then having to pause and it pause, or go back. Yeah, and um, and then stuff would happen that would remind us of funny things that maybe Bill Burr did or have you seen this, have you whatever. Mm-hmm. Then we had the conversation of like Judd Apatow movies, and I'm like, this is easily the best. And she's like, what about funny people? And I'm like... Pfft. Oh, that's a terrible film. That's, that's, that's shocking. shocking. I was like, first of all, the title is a complete lie. There's no funniness in the fucking film. Isn't that like Sandler? Yeah, Sandler. So Sandler. Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. Eric Banner shows up in it. Of course. Seth Rogen. Again, Jonah Hill. Right. But yeah, uh, fun cast. Fucking awesome movie. Pete Davidson is the man. Uh, a lot of He's divisive. A lot of people right. either fucking despise the guy for no reason. I was just about to ask, if you're not a fan of him, can you still enjoy the movie? Fuck yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't even know why you don't like him. I don't know. I just, I don't know. There's something about him where I'm like... I said this on the podcast He thinks before. he's funny. like. But he is funny. But I, I don't... Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't like his presence on SNL for whatever reason. I'm like, it's too obvious that he's like laughing and looking away and I don't know. But some people do like that where, it's, where that character is broken and... I don't know. There's something well, about Well, most him. of the time, he very, well, he very rarely does skits. He's usually mm. like... He's playing ha- himself or something similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so he's kind of got to bring the giggles. But uh, yeah, you. if you didn't know who Pete Davison is, you're like, oh, wow, this is good. If you do know who Pete Davison is and you don't like him, it's still a really good watch. Yeah, and you'll learn a whole bunch about his background, which can sometimes often change your opinion of someone. It's Yeah, and uh, it's... Really, it's 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 a comedy, but it's a Judd Apatow comedy, and it's really fucking brutal. Like the opening, and just a bit of a spoiler alert here, because mm. I don't think you'll ever watch it. But opening scene is him driving down a highway, and he closes mm-hmm. his eyes and accelerates faster, as if to be like, "All right, I'm giving up on life. Right. I'm gonna fucking kill myself." And then he like opens his eyes at the last second and goes, "Oh fuck!" and nearly swerves off the road. That's the comedy. <laughs> 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 You're like, that's funny. He almost died. Yeah, and But yeah, you know, like, so you relate to him almost immediately. He's not exactly happy. He's on drugs almost all the time. Yeah, I know, I know he's got that sort of issue. And he's, yeah, he's basically just a giant child who doesn't want any responsibilities. And Right, so Judd Apatow's not known for directing. He's known for writing and produces a lot of stuff, right? He did direct this, though. He did direct this. Okay, cool. Because he wrote 40-Year-Old Virgin. He wrote yeah. Knocked Up, as you were saying. Um, he also wrote You Don't Mess With The Zohan featuring Adam Sandler. He's that got is, his hit and misses. He wrote Pineapple Zohan Express. Zohan is fucking dope. You Isn't it? Like, I haven't seen it. 
It's the hairdresser one, right? Yes. Oh my god! It's the silliest Adam Sandler movie, and probably hasn't aged well because of the you know racial sensitivity and mm-hmm. shit. But it's a funny fucking movie. This is forty is the other one, and I'm I forgot he was like the main producer on. He wrote a lot of it. He wrote ten episodes, but he was the main producer on Girls with Lena Dunham. And she talked a lot about him and his work behind the scenes. And I've seen a bit of BTS stuff of him talking about his ideas for girls and things like Because I loved that show. Well, he finds people and he just mm. 100% invests in them. So like Seth Rogen, Amy Schumer, Lena Dunham. All these people are divisive I've just named. <laughs> Except uh-huh. for Seth Rogen maybe. But there are people who just fucking hate Seth Rogen because of his stupid laugh. <laughs> I know. It's, it's an interesting one. He did. He was produ- he produced um, both The Anchorman as well mm-hmm. and that and Step Brothers produced Year One. Remember Year One? Yeah. With the guy from Michael Sierra from Arrested Development. How do you not know who Michael Sarah? is? No, I'm just, I'm just clarifying. I'm saying Sarah. Sarah, right? Yeah, it's Michael Sarah. Get him to the Greek. Bridesmaids. Wanderlust, which is um, Jennifer Aniston and Paul Paul Rudd. I was watching the, the bloopers outtakes, to that the yeah, other day because yeah. it's just so out there. I loved it. Um, and he was produced on Trainwreck, which is Amy Schumer as well. I was trying to get to that. He wrote one episode of The Simpsons, but it doesn't say which one there. If you click the information button, uh-huh. you should tell. And um, he wrote The Big Sick. Was that one that you watched? No. No? Okay. I can't remember who was talking about that, but that doesn't matter. I digress. I would need to look up Simpsons later, but anyway. Yeah, so you would recommend... 100%. It's available on a few different platforms, which makes it more accessible to you out there. I watched it multiple times, all every time illegally. There I said it. <laughs> I can be a fan of... Phil, I was about to call him Phil Davison. <laughs> oh, wow. Pete Davison and Bill Burr without paying for it. Sorry, fellas, because you're listening. <laughs> But Bill Burr is next you know level it. in this fucking movie. He uh, as the uh, pseudo stepdad. Yeah, he's got a ridiculous mustache, oh and God. it was really funny listening to him because one of my favorite podcasts is him with Burt Kreischer. I'm not a big Burt Kreischer fan, but just mm-hmm. the way he riffs with people, he's like a good interview type guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so he was like asking Bill, you know, like, so what was the inspiration for the mustache? And Bill went into detail. He's like, yeah, I got fireman buddies and cop buddies, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Cops usually have more grooms, but his mustache was like very fireman because it like grows over into his mouth. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, you rock that fucking mustache, <laughs> Bill. He's like, Represent. yeah, kept getting shit in it. Fucking is uh, Saving that food for later. More or less. But, yeah, nice. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Well, that's it. like you've given a bit of a snapshot of what it's about, who stars in it, what you liked about it, um, where you can access it. So it sounds all good to me. Um and I didn't have any questions for you, really. You've made a big statement. Judd Apatow's best work. And he hasn't directed a lot having a look at his filmography just then on IMDb. So it's good to see him actually getting more hands-on and doing that stuff. And obviously it's loosely based on uh, Pete Davidson's yeah. life and he kind of co-wrote it with Judd and I think That's another cool. dude. But yeah, I think structurally as a film, story-wise. Is, is it a linear storyline? Yes. Yeah. You, it's not going back and forth. Is him trying to kill himself on the highway. That's right. And then it's him on the main New York Island with his girl that he just committed to. Because that's a huge thing as well. He's got massive commitment issues. Right. He thinks he's just fucked. He's been with a few Hollywood actresses, hasn't he? 
Uh, like Kate Beckinsale's the big one. We're like, mm-hmm. what? Oh, I think I Ariana Grande as yeah, well. Engaged. Yes, yeah. some big big names people would recognize. <laughs> In his latest stand-up special, he talks about um, a lot about that relationship and how after the relationship, she was just like, oh, it was kind of like a a very intense rebound relationship. And but she said like, oh, he's got a nice dick though. It's like you can't say that because oh it isn't God. nice. <laughs> He's like, everyone's going to be disappointed when they see <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, don't set me up like yeah. that, goddammit. So he's like, even Bloody when she grande. thinks she's giving me a fucking compliment, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, kids. <laughs> yeah, fuck Ariana Grande. One headline. Yeah, that was another track that was in uh, King of Staten Island. Good jam. Uh, which leads us, obviously, <laughs> seamlessly so obvious. <laughs> into <laughs> surprise trailers. <laughs> we do want to discuss one trailer you should go, you should all go check out. And I watched it a little while back and we just realized we've both watched it. Let's discuss it and recommend it. It is called Unhinged, starring Russell Crowe, a very different Russell Crowe to what we're used to. The um, the tagline. Oh, the tagline. Me. Let's hear it. Just read it now. He can happen to anyone. Oh, that's just. It's disturbing terrifying. because this is literally wrong place, wrong wrong time for this young actress or this young character called Rachel, of all things. Um, because <laughs> the synopsis is after a confrontra- confrontation with an unstable man at an intersection, a woman becomes the target of his rage. So very early in the film and even in the trailer, there's obviously a confrontation. She gets very frustrated with him because he doesn't move off when he's supposed to, when like the light goes green. She honks a horn at him, sort of yells something out the window, speeds past him, and he soon catches back up with her yeah, and has just, a lot to say. Yeah, like, let's just, let's, you know, start again, apologize, and we can both go about our day. And she is a stubborn-ass white woman. <laughs> and she's got a young boy, a son, assume, presumably, with her in the car. He's saying to the boy, like, yeah, you know, you got you to gotta be gentleman. you got to be, you know, not a psycho, essentially, which is kind mm-hmm, of funny. Mm-hmm. And Ironic, uh, maybe. the trailer has a heart-shaped box by Nirvana in there. And I read also in the trivia that... The script was written with Nicolas Cage in mind. Which I could totally see, but I think Russell Crowe just... I feel like he's more looks, believable oh, as yeah. that aggressive type. He's freaky, scary. And I like that there's the little snippets of like, oh, everybody has a bad day. And yeah. He's clearly dealing with some shit. He's clearly mm-hmm. traumatized, PTSD, something, something's going on there. Because the way he then overreacts to it and just keeps harassing her and not leaving her alone at least that's what the trailer looks like it's going to be quite the thriller and it's going to feel quite realistic because roid rage is a regular occurrence kind of why i want to see it because yeah it's just if you talk to anybody and how they deal with yes problem drivers or their mm-hmm. own forms of road rage you just sometimes you wonder mm-hmm. how they're still alive <laughs> right <laughs> am i right um, and it is one of the only movies in the cinemas for Australia and the UK oh, yeah, at the moment. It. So it's one of the new things you can actually go and it's like 
increased sales of plus 263% for the box office because it's got nothing else to compete with. We know the cinemas are doing a lot of replays of things that are kind of new. Like my mate said, oh, yeah, I took my kid to see Sonic in the holidays because we never got to it previously, but it's re-showing. They're doing – they did a Back to the Future marathon the other day. Um, They're replaying old school stuff. So Unhinged is new content in the cinemas. Check out the trailer, see what we're saying about Russell Crowe's performance. Yeah, and if you're me, don't be a mad dog and go to the cinema. <laughs> if you're me, is this advice to yourself? No, I'm saying don't be a mad dog because I'm, I'm, I'm leading by example here. Uh-huh. Just wait for it to come out on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. You've got to be patient. The but world is a horrible place still. It'll end uh, up there. Shout out to Victoria, you numpties. A.K.A. Sictoria. Oh, dear. It's stage six, I think. Or is it stage four? I don't know. They're in a four-week lockdown because they can't control their numbers. Yeah. And you still got Karens out there. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't think I will. It's something that absolutely blew my mind. People are going getting the COVID test, yes. testing positive, and then still saying, nah, fuck it. I'll go about my day. Yeah, I'll go to the gym. I'll go you, to the bakery. Why whatever. Why even go get the fucking test if you're that reckless? True. Like Very good point. Yeah. yeah. Look, let's not end on a sour note. I'm road raging. (laughs) I'm unhinged. There's actually people out there who don't like Nirvana. What kind of upbringing do you give me their names? Give me their names. I'll give it to you off air because I don't want (laughs) to. I don't want people to be. It's a blacklist. It's got to remain private. No, confidential. If I say it out loud, there might be multiple listeners who go and try to find these people unhinged (laughs) stuff. We don't be promoting that sort of behaviour. Oh dear. Well, kids, because most of you are kids listening, (laughs) that brings us to the end of. Season six, episode two. Are we in season six? Not another podcast. I thought we were in season five. Nah, six, mate. Fuck. Cease, as they say in French. (laughs) What are you trying to do the maths in your head now? You're thinking too hard here. No, I'm trying to to think Spanish for the number six. Uh Uh-oh. Numero. Numero. Something. (laughs) Damn it. Oh, dear. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with episode three and a focus on season two of the Umbrella Academy. And uh, we might go into more detail about Free Willy. <laughs> or Free Willy 2. There was a sequel, right? Yeah. Oh, and damn. Int- introduces uh, half-brother Elvis. Legit? Legit. I had a, a student's dad who was called Elvis, and I had to call him, and it was weird. I'm like, hello, is Elvis there? <laughs> so like, this is this a setup for a punchline? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is real. I could not make this up. I do not have that imagination. I don't know why, but that just reminded me of Bad Boys with uh, oh. when they're trying to track the phone. And he goes, hey, yo, is a Romeo there? And ain't no <laughs> Romeo here, asshole. <laughs> And the big guy starts laughing. He goes, what are you fucking laughing? <laughs> Love Bad Boys. <laughs> Love it. Recommend it. All three of them. Yeah, but Hit him up. Michael Bay peaked with that first movie. <laughs> we could have a whole conversation about Michael Bay. You know what we should do? We should review Transformers this season. Just the first one. Oh, brilliant. Have a good time. <laughs> a bit of nostalgia. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we will see you next week. Episode three. Umbrella <laughs> Academy <laughs> <laughs> season two. Thanks, Donald. 
Yeah, oh, no. Donald Duck? Yeah, oh, yeah. What? Yeah, all right. And adios, compadres. And stay safe. Breathe through your mouth. <laughs> and go fuck yourself. All right. <laughs> Can we not end on that? <laughs> Were you doing Trump or not? No, I, I just... Oh, wow. You even had the hand action going. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right, actually. Maybe I was channeling him without realizing it. We know he's a big fan of the show. <laughs> oh, <not>. God. <laughs> Could you imagine that, that guy endorsing us? Oh, dear. Especially after We're like, we don't want it. We don't want it. When I called him, like, Captain Dipshit or something. <laughs> we did. That was a reference a long yeah. time ago. But anyway, we'll see you next week. And uh, looking forward to talking about uh, a really good TV show on Netflix. Adios, compadres. Thank you for tuning in to Not Another Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook or Instagram, all one word, not another podcast with two Ts, or check us out on Twitter, Tweets by Nap. Wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night.